three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Oh, wow. Wow is right, Ryan. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast. I'm Miles, the You Betcha guy, here with Ryan, the t shirt guy. We got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk the end of March Madness. And then we're going to maybe even talk about what type of branded truck you like to drive. Um, we'll have all of that. And uh, let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my push. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, welcome back again to the You Betcha Radio podcast. Um, I went on a little week hiatus, so I think we're on episode 15. 14. 14. Episode 14. Guys, go follow us on at Oh You Betcha, all of our social channels. Um, you can also go follow myself at Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And we're still wrangling up the best ranch in the Midwest, so go follow us on at Ranch Wrangler. Now, this week, soon... We're getting ready to 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 dial the t-shirts in. We're going to send those out um, as soon as possible. The crew necks, the spring crew necks. Um, on top of that, guys, we're getting ready for bar takeovers. And with the bar takeovers, we have uh, a lot of gear that we have to bring with us. Um, so we kind of got the the recent hookup. Yeah, we did. So U Motors in Fargo and Pelican Lakes, Minnesota, they absolutely hooked us up. Um, they were able to get us a trailer to carry all of our set, all of our lights, all of our camera, couch, all that stuff. Um, and they don't even traditionally do trailers, but they found a trailer for us. They hooked us up. What they do traditionally do, um, they have great brands like Honda, Yamaha, Ski-Doo, Can-Am, Sea-Doo even, um, and then all the boats, right? It's, it's an Atique boat, Super Boat, Supreme Boats, and Avalon Pontoons, um, and they were very nice to say that you bet your listeners will get 20% off parts and accessories um, just by mentioning this ad. Um, obviously, some exclusions may apply. Um, you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, um, but you can also check them out on their, their website, Ryan, if you're uh, surfing the web at umotorsinc.com. Again, you can check them out at umotorsinc.com. They hooked us up. They'll hook you up as well. Did you did you throw that pun in there? Surfing the web. Yeah, surfing behind your um su- your uh, super boat, S- super boat, supras. Um, and then this podcast is also also brought to you by the place where we'll be having our first bar takeover, the Showboat Saloon. Um, they are the best place for live music, entertainment, and bushlight. They have actually been a saloon since 1907, Ryan. Did you know that? I did not know that. That is crazy to me. Um, all they care about is entertaining people, and uh, they offer bands. They offer DJs, karaoke. They have UFC fights, boxing, WWE matches, Anything Ooh. you could want. Yeah, even WWE. <laughs> I think WrestleMania just happened, too. It did, yeah. Um and uh, so here's where it really sweetens the pot, Ryan. One dollar bush lights at the Showboat Saloon <laughs> every Wednesday. Um, and then the day that we are taking it over, the Saturday, April 27th, they're going to have a dollar bush light special. So basically they're paying wow. you to come drink bush light. 
Um, and the band that will be there will be called the Swing Crew. I've heard it's a great crew. Um, yeah, the Showboat Saloon, our first bar takeover in the Wisconsin Dells. I forgot to mention that. The Wisconsin Dells, Showboat Saloon, it's been there for over 100 years. So Yeah, I mean, I, I never thought that the first time I go to the Wisconsin Dells was going to be just to a bar, um, a saloon for that matter. I thought it would be to the water park. Um, but oh no, Ryan! When we're <coughs> go there, we're gonna stay at a hotel and have some slides. <laughs> so they don't, have dollar bush got, lights, though. I'm sure we can go there on, <laughs> on the Friday before and get some dollar bush lights. Yeah, um, that gets me excited for for the end of April. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, th- those two U Motors and Showboat have been awesome to work with, and um, yeah, I'm excited for for the end of April because. They're both helping out with the tour. Yeah, I so, mean, it's it's like the it's the first step of many bar takeovers. The Showboat Saloon. It's kind of like a monumental bar takeover for us. The well, first one. The ever. Showboat will always have yeah. a special moment in my heart. Well, and and Dollar Bush Lights on Wednesdays. That um, to me, that sounds like a nasty Thursday, but I think at that point, it's 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 worth it. Right. You went on your own tour in the last however many days, Ryan. You were a world traveler. I, I was. We I talked was. about it last in the podcast. You were in Germany. Yep. Um, do they have bush light in Germany? They don't. They. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's a big surprise. This is interesting. They. Uh, so I, I was staying in Cologne, Germany, and they have this beer specifically brewed in Germany or in Cologne. It's called Kolsch. K O with the two uh, two dots. L S C H yep. Kolsch. I think I've um, seen that before, or what? I've not have seen it before. You wouldn't have seen it before because Are you sure? well. I don't think, um, see the thing is when Kolsch is transported, it loses a lot of its, a lot of its flavor, a lot of its carbonation. Before we get too deep into this, Ryan is about to go full craft beer snob. Full craft beer, but it's not, Um, it's not a craft beer though. It's it's a light beer. But you're, you basically are going to act such as a craft beer snob. Okay. So me, um, I am going to step into Hans Hans the alter ego. Yes. Craft beer drinking Hans. Yeah, Kolsch is brewed specifically in Cologne. Um, now, there's a bunch of different kinds of Kolsch, like Gaffel Kolsch, um, Sun Kolsch, things like that. I think we tried just about all of them. Um, I had one Guinness, um, and that was pretty cool because it was right in an Irish pub. Obviously, we were in Ireland. You so can't get much more authentic Guinness than that. I mean, unless, unless I was you go in Ireland. To, yeah. Unless you go to where it's actually brewed. Exactly. It's basically so, the same thing over there. Yeah, we drank a lot of Kolsch. And uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't have... You get them in the big mugs? Uh, you can get them in the liter mugs, yeah, which are... Those get dangerous <laughs> because it's so good. But a lot of the times what they do is you just... You go to the to the bar restaurant and you say, hey, can I get a beer? You don't even tell them a kind. They'll bring you out a Kolsch because that's, that's custom in Cologne, Germany. But they serve them to you in 0.2 liter glasses. So they're like... Yay big. Freaking metric system. Or <coughs> Me- yeah. yeah. Yep. Um which makes so much sense. Yeah. So a- another thing over there too is that um like the beers flow so nicely because they're in such a small glass. But what the waiter does or waiter or waitress is they'll take your um your the the deal you put your beer on. Why am I coaster? They'll take your coaster and then they'll just mark how many beers that you guys have had throughout the whole night until you get your tab. So they can just grab that. They have the count right there and you're good to go. Oh. But they won't stop serving you until you put your coaster on top of your beer. 
they'll, they'll just keep bringing them out, keep bringing them out, keep bringing them out. So as soon as it's gone, yeah, your beer's gone. They don't even ask. They just bring another one. Yeah, they they have like this carrier with probably like ten to fifteen. 0.2 liters of Kolsch on it. And if they walk by your table and you're almost finished, they'll just put a new one next to you. <laughs> I like that. It's crazy. I wish more bars would do that. I am constantly having to wave down a waitress or go to the bar and try to work my way into a busy bar just to get a beer when they should just, instead of having shot girls walk around like they do at a lot of they bars and stuff, they just light. have a bush light girl walking yeah. around with a thing of bush light. Yeah, it was super convenient, but also like super dangerous at the same time. Cause I mean, you're drinking 0.2 liters. You could be 15 deep and like alcohol poisoning is just <laughs> not a big deal, Ryan. <laughs> so yeah, I was, uh, I was a little bit of a European traveler. Um, the last week it's, it's, it's good to be back. My sleep schedule is finally, um, in line with, uh, yeah. with, with what, you know, I, I was seven hours different over there. So I would be texting you at like two in the morning here. And it'd be, you know, I'd be up and at him for a couple hours already over yeah. there. So, huh, that's weird. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, what else did you, did you learn anything new over there, Ryan? Or is you just all you think about the whole time that you were in Germany is just about t shirts? <laughs> what kind of t shirts <laughs> do they got over there? Man, I, uh, that's an interesting question because I can't, I can't really. Can't really peg that because I thought I sent you over there to do some R and D. Well, a lot of <laughs> the tax write off, the, <laughs> the R and D work. Um, no, a lot they wear a lot of sweaters. Um, and I, I was at a I was at a fitness convention, so you can imagine how many how many meatheads were there, and there there was little to no clothing being worn at that at that show. Jeez, Ryan, keeping in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we uh, we took a day trip to Amsterdam. Um, Again, another interesting world over there. Um, you know, like, like you know, pretty much everyone says what happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. Oh, okay, I was going to ask you, are yeah. you going to share any <laughs> stories from Amsterdam or are you just going to leave them as it is? No, I'll just, I'll leave, I'll leave that up in the air. Um, that Use might your be, imagination, folks. Might be for a different podcast, but no, the European tour. That should tour. be like the late night podcast, the after hours podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think that would, that would go well. Um, there's a lot to say about Amsterdam, even though... We were only there for about six hours. It felt like we spent two months there. <laughs> um, but again, yeah, it was a good trip overall. Hope uh, I hope I feel that way about uh, Wisconsin Dells at the Showboat one. Well, I'm I think there. we're going to, based off of what you had just said. Any bar that's been around for over a hundred years. I did not know that before I mean, just recently obviously i mean you think people own businesses for like 10 20 years and they hang it up and they're like god that was such a good well run. we're almost, but, we're approaching a year here in a few months <laughs> and it feels like i've been mad for 10 years yeah but think about 100 plus years obviously it's passed down not the same person's running it but at the same time for generation after generation to want to keep going with this thing well i think since the beginning of time till the end of time People will want to consume some sort of beverage that's going to make them feel good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a great business to get into. Here's a question for you. When was when was Bush Light founded? 1989 was the first year that it became a thing. Okay. Do you um, know what the original can looked like? Not off the top of my head. Um, we should maybe look that up. Yeah, we should. Um, but I, it was funny because I talked about how Bush Light became a thing in 1989 and some guy tweeted back at me, oh, Bush Burp. <laughs> Great timing on a Bush Burp. Um, he tweeted back at me and said that he was born in 1980, um, 1988, 
and he said that that was the worst year of his life. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great joke. Yeah, I don't know I, if I'm going to be able to like... Oh, my God. Is this a bush? Yeah, there it is. So, I mean, it had the mountains. It says Bushlight Draft on it. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously evolved from there. Um, we should maybe like throw a photo up on the on the podcast video just to show the... If I can remember to do that. Yeah. Um, why don't you give us a quick audio visual of the 1989 Bush Light? This is well, a, we're bottle. Looking at a bottle. Do they have a can? Um, this looks like it's... It looks like it's kind of the same. Um, it is your traditional blue color with a silver background. A lot more silver on this can than traditional ones. It has the mountains in the background. Um, the bush light in the middle of the can is not going up at an angle like the regular traditional bush light can. It's just straight across. It says bush light. There's two lines on the either side of light. Um, <laughs> they have the Anheuser-Busch logo below that, and then it just says draft. So um, pretty standard. I wouldn't even say that it looks like it's green, but that just might be this bad photo. We should maybe take some inspiration from the, ooh, if we did like a gold, like a, a blue shirt with gold, like a gold design to kind of mimic. To, to commemorate the, what is it, 30 years this year? Yeah. Carry the one. Yeah, it would be 30. Yeah, 30. 11 plus nine, 11 to 2000 plus 19. Yep. Could the be a great thing for the merch. Could be a great thing for the merch. So 1989, I wonder what kind of Wednesday specials the Showboat Saloon was having in, let's just say 1910, because it takes a little bit to kind of get that, get that under your feet and like, hey, we should start running specials now. No, you said now. 1989, you mean 1907, but you're now we're talking about 1910. Well, yeah, because we'll give them three years to get their feet underneath of them. Let's go with 1910. What kind of Wednesday? Well, how much did the beer cost? Like a, like a penny back then? Probably. God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and uh, I think, but you know... Bush Light and distributors um, in line with Bush Light have done a good job of not hiking the price up too too much. Um, the next, I wonder is how sacred. high the price could get on Bush Light until the faithful Bush Light would be like it's too much. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think. <sighs> yeah, I think the highest I've seen is like eighteen dollars for a for a bushel. I've seen I've seen more than that in like places like that's very high populated in the summer like for example if like it's like a lake area yep there's one liquor store within 10 miles they kind of hike the prices up sure it's just gonna cut like i've seen like 21 or 22 dollars for a 30 rack which yeah which is That's out of this world. sucky but i've also seen people sent me like pictures of like bushels on sale for like 12 dollars <laughs> it's just like holy crap but uh Speaking of drinking drinking alcohol, Ryan, <laughs> great segue. They it was the first Final Four where you could have alcohol in the stadium in Minneapolis. Really? Leave it to the Midwest to bust out the booze at the uh, Final Four. Oh, of course. And it was at it was at US Bank Stadium. Yep. Um, I did. I had a couple of people online who were at the game yep. um, that I'm connected with, and man, the seat the seats that they got for probably a pretty penny were. You, it was like watching ants on just this, they were so this far brown yeah. this brown square surface. These little tiny They're ants. They're probably watching around. the game on their phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it it was. I mean, it, I didn't think it was as hyped of a game as 
it kind of turned out to be. But I think I thought it lived it, up to the height, <laughs> which we'll get into that here. Sure. In a sec after we take a break. All right, Ryan. I think that I will take the you were absolutely right, Miles speech right now. <laughs> Go ahead. So you were absolutely right. My guys, the guys in blue, Duke, did not make it out of the Elite Eight. Boom. And I mean, we can we can segue back to that podcast to the clips there. It's the old Gary V where when Gary V knows he's right, he just throws the clip on from one of his one of his daily V videos, whatever. This would be that for you. Yeah, it's the recall. So not to brag, but I was right. I was not right about Gonzaga winning. I went on record to say that Gonzaga would win. But luckily for me, as a uh, March Madness fan, I filled out more than one bracket. And I also had Virginia winning in one of the brackets. Yep. Not to brag in the ESPN thing, I was in the 99.1 percentile. There was only, not to brag again, um, <laughs> there was only 158,000 brackets that were better than mine. Holy smokes. Out of, out like, of, out of probably like 16 like, million. Yeah. So suck on that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what... Um, and and we can go back and I and we can we can find the part of me saying that I don't think Duke will win it, um, which is, I think that just wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just had this feeling. Um, but your pick of Virginia winning winning it all, they lost to a 16 seed last year. Well, yeah, it's never been. It's every single time a one seed loses to a 16 seed. The very next year they win the championship. It's a hundred percent foolproof. It's happened every single time. It's basically a law. Yeah, I mean, there's no arguing with that one. <laughs> the yeah, the stats are there. Uh, Virginia, the first oh team God, to lose to a cool. 16 seed, comes back to win the national championship. Yeah, it's your classic uh, comeback story. I feel for Texas Tech though. They, they made were, a good run. Uh, man. They were like a what. What uh, basketball fans would like to categorize as, they were fun to watch. They were. Um, they just had a lot of different dynamics, shot a lot of threes. Um, but I couldn't be happier. We'll, we'll get to the the Virginia and Auburn game when the foul. Did you did you happen to see that in Germany? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You turn on the TV and you can't find anything in English. You turn the <laughs> you, okay. So. Um, Here's a little tidbit about Germany. You turn on the German sports channel, right? You're yep. watching fo uh, footy. Football. You're watching footy. Soccer game. Um, if Kick you fall, as I like to call it. Sure. If you fall asleep with the German sports channel on, you are not guaranteed to be watching soccer when you wake up at 2 a.m. Why would you find like the porn channel or what, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know what kind of German sports are playing at two AM, man. But oh, there, was some, so, there was some it's, soft it's porn some, going on. It's some German uh, sports. <laughs> it's just not the ones you're used to, Ryan. Yep, yep. So obviously that's uh, that's the two AM channel uh, that soccer fans. This go is a to. really, really, really side note. But um, do you remember as a kid when you'd have like you when you were like in the fifth or sixth grade? You'd be with your buddies on a sleepover, sleepover. Yep. Um, and it would be like you'd be up at like 2 a.m. You thought it was the coolest thing ever. 
And then you'd find the Girls Gone Gone Wild (laughs) channel. And, like, there was obviously, like, no actual, like, nudity or anything. But it was just, like, the idea that these girls are on Girls Gone Wild. And you just were, like... This is the best thing ever. And, you're and it like, was the same thing over every like 10 to 15 minutes, just the same thing over and yeah, over. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, you're like, what, like 11, yeah. 11, 12 years old, and you're just like, I shouldn't be doing this, but no one could tell me not to. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not going to go back to sleep after that. Yeah, that was always funny because you, you'd, uh, you'd always have that one buddy. Which I'm sure, which I'm sure was you, Ryan. Immediately it gets to like 2 a.m. You'd be like, all right, I got to find the channel. It never had a name. It was just the channel. Yep. Yep. But I don't know how we got there. So back to the Virginia game. You weren't able to get the Virginia game. No, uh, but I did see the, I I did see the highlights. Um, Really the only, uh, the only call up in the air that I saw was the double dribble. Um, So, well, so that happened. It was kind of a lot going on, so I didn't really think about it at the time. Then the foul happened. I was like, oh, my God. And then they just kept showing the replay, and I was like, wait a minute. He definitely double-dribbled. Yeah, 100%. So that was uh, – it's tough to be an Auburn fan at that point. Yeah, but poor, refs are, refs poor are Charles human. Barkley. Yeah, refs are human. Uh, they're going to make mistakes. Um, but it's just tough to, like – we should do our best to try and eliminate that human error in a big game like that, you know? Right, right. And and, and I'm not f- saying you review everything, but it is just like one of those things. It's like, can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, and I feel like they're going to that more and more in, in every different sport, baseball baseball and football, I know for sure. Now they can review the pass interference in football um, because that rule just got passed. Baseball, um, honestly, man, I think they should just plug uh, cameras with a virtual strike zone for that matches up with each hitter from like the top of the belt to the knees. They should have a camera in the umpire's helmet. It should have a virtual strike zone for that hitter. And that's how they call balls and strikes. Well, then why do you need an umpire? Well, you need someone to make the call. Well, there couldn't it just be like some sort of like light system. You could, or yeah, but like you that. also have to call outs at the plate. You also have to call, um, like the home plate umpire, um, umpire has more duties than just balls and yeah, strikes. But you could just put a screen behind the catcher. And you could put a screen in the outfield somewhere that just says big enough that says that was where it was. Because like they they have a technology on the TV where it's like real time. I don't mm-hmm. know how accurate it is, but it's pretty accurate. So, but I think you need to keep that aspect of the game. That's that's just how yeah. sports are played. I think that that's um, part of baseball for sure. Yep. More um, so than other sports. Well, yeah, but... Uh, Did you say, oh? I said, oh. oh. Um, Ryan's playing footsie with me underneath the table. <laughs> he, that's how much he missed me while he was gone. <laughs> we had to get a quick game in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Virginia the Virginia games, I should say, each... I read a, a stat today where each, each of their last, like, three or four games in the tournament, they were down in the last minute of the game. So... I think the most they were down by was like five in the last minute, and they yeah. came back and won every single game. Again, the calls, you could have went either way. Yeah. Um, but Virginia almost lost it there at the end. They did. With that, they uh, the guy got the rebound, was falling over, and threw it to his buddy. His buddy turned to call timeout and just threw it out of bounds. Like yep. A lot of bad stuff could have happened there. Yep. But uh, they got fortunate. I got fortunate. I won my bracket pool that I was in with my uh, – it was my fourth bracket I filled out. Um, it was – you you uh, 
you enter in five brackets, you get the six one free. So I did six total. Pretty good deal. Not, but uh, now, the, the, probably the best thing about this game was um, not only the ending, but the fact that they they now serve alcohol. <laughs> yeah, back at, to what really matters here. <laughs> at yeah, I uh, don't know if it's a if it's a stadium by stadium thing or not, but. Well, you wouldn't think the stadium could make the rules, so you'd think it'd have to be the NCAA. Well, I think some, like, college football stadiums can serve beer. And, and if I am wrong, someone message me, say that I am, comment, say you're wrong about this. But I believe that some college football stadiums allow beer. Sure. And some do not. And some don't. I've been I've been to a lot of games where they don't. Yeah. And I mean, I would say that the standard's probably not. Yeah. Um, but there are some that do. I know that when I was playing college football in Division Two, not every game had beer, but they would have a beer garden at like like homecoming and yeah. and games like that. So I, I I don't think it's like necessarily a hundred percent no. It's it's I think where they get the hang up is I think the reason why I was able to is when the game happens on campus and it's a dry campus. Yep. That's where like the the hang up. Gets. Sure, that makes sense. Now I I see you're wearing the, the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, you betcha. The original only, hoodie. Yeah, this is a one of one. There's only one of these in the world. You betcha. Iron on letters. If you're listening on the podcast, the audio visual is it is a black sweatshirt with yellow iron on letters that say you betcha. They are not straight. They are not. They're crooked. lined up. They're crooked. Um, but that's what we call grit. Did they sell beer at the Iowa game? No, they didn't. No, you have to sneak in your own. So you got, and that's <laughs> not what saying I, that I would ever do that. But if you did, you'd have to sneak it in yourself. Right. So I, I don't know. That, that's it's tough to go to a game that they don't serve alcohol in inside the stadium because you pregame hard. Oh, and you had you a great l- time at in 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 Ames or Iowa City. It was Iowa City. Iowa City. Um, you're drinking beers and then you got to go in and sit there. That's usually when I, s- I switch the flask with a nipper. Yeah. And I just uh, sip on nipper that. Honor. Ke- yeah, keep the uh, keep the buzz going throughout the game. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think at some point it probably will get eradicated and everyone will have it. But now here, here's also a- imagine like if everyone was just pounding beers at oh a, at a Iowa or Iowa State football game. It'd be nuts. Be so fun. Now, here's a question: What is your favorite, um, like, booze smuggling device? Well, I actually just bought a Stanley flask. You know, like the old school thermos that your grandpa had. Okay, they had some cool like Stanley flasks on Amazon, and I, I bought one of those, and I used those used that last year. So you're not like looking to hide anything. You're not looking like if they find the flask, like obviously there's booze yeah, in it. I don't think I would say most places aren't like patting you down or anything. Right, right. Um, the reason I ask is because um, Meg has a pack of <laughs> she has a pack of tampon tubes. Yep, I've seen that. I've also seen in the binoculars too. Okay, like you uh, yep. the the top of the binoculars you screw off. Yep. Um, I know exactly. Yeah, the tampon tube. The ta- it's a clear tube. It looks like a ta- like a tampon tube. What does yeah. a tampon look like? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure either. If you know what a tampon <laughs> looks like, just throw it in the comments or message us. <laughs> We're gonna get so many photos in the comments. <laughs> but, but please do not. Um, 
yeah, it's it's just a clear t- it's just a clear tube you fill up with booze. But here's the thing: first time we filled them with booze, um, one of them broke open, and the bottom of the purse got soaked. So I thought you were gonna say you filled it up and you realized it was actually a tampon. <laughs> no, and it no. backfired on you. No, it was the booze tube, um, and it it didn't obviously didn't go over well. So there's I don't know. I feel like every year I see this new booze smuggling device. I'm like, wow, Something, yeah. how, like, how did I not think of that? I've seen like a, I haven't seen it, but I saw online they were advertising. It was like a bra that had like, basically you yeah. fill up the actual like cups yep. with booze. I've seen that one. Yeah. We should come up with a you betcha booze smuggler. I mean, we wouldn't call it a booze smuggler. We just got a flask. Yeah. Because like a lot of our stuff is about drinking Bush Light, but... It's way easier to sneak in some booze to a to a game. Maybe for the fall, we'll have to get a you betcha flask on. Yeah, I like that idea. So if you are a laser engraver, <laughs> <we're> just <laughs> if you have a flask company out there, hey, how many different conversations are going to be in the comment section right now? <laughs> the tampons, the laser engraving. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, I can't there remember. There's one more down. Yeah, that's going to be down either. there. Um, but, yeah, so, March Madness I think was fun. It's just like that time of year is the best. Yeah, there's always crazy shit happening. It doesn't matter. And uh, we'll uh, and what's coming up now? Now that that's over, is April fourteenth, Ryan. Wow, the April fourteenth, the moment we've all been waiting for, which we will get to after we talk a little bit about what kind of truck you like to drive. So, Ryan, as we talked about before, we got a trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan just got, just sprayed bush light everywhere. Wow. I actually did not see that coming. He actually got me. Damn it. God damn it, Ryan. Um, We're going to have to like clip that. I am wet. (laughs) That's what she said. We're gonna have to clip this later of me going like yeah. that. It's gonna be great. Um, now I forgot what I was gonna say. Way to go, Ryan. Well, we were gonna talk about truck oh. stuff. Yeah. So we got a trailer. Um, I have a. I have like a 2007 Ford F one fifty, and the thing is got like one hundred seventy five thousand miles on it. Bush burp, and it is just not gonna make it. It will not make it throughout <laughs> the whole You Betcha Bar takeover. It so. will not make it to the Showtime Saloon. It will, the, the Showboat Saloon. Showboat Saloon. <sighs> Sorry about that, Showboat. Jesse at the Showboat. Um, so I had to go get myself a new lease. I leased a truck. It's nice. Um, it's a 2019 Ford F-150. It's an XLT Sport. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like, I'm going to spend a bunch of money on the fancy King Ranch or the Platinum or yeah. anything like that. I just went with not the bare bones, but the next step up was something that's just solid, gets me from point A to point B. That's like the classic thing that people say. <laughs> I just want something that's going to get cars. me from point A to point B. I just need something to get me from point A to point B. Um, but yeah, so obviously I drive Ford trucks. Um, you drive a Chevy, right, Ryan? A uh, GMC. A GMC. Yep. Sorry. Um, Very shows, similar. Shows though. how much I pay attention to Ryan when he pulls up to the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore you had a Chevy. Well, Chevy GMC, they're 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 closer. They're, yeah. yeah. But um, so 
Now, a lot of people have reasons for which truck. I love how I just bragged about that I got a new truck, and then that was it. <laughs> the reason why I got the new truck is so that we can bring it to all the You Bet You Bar takeovers and pull the trailer and it be reliable and we not break down on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, really, the only question I have is, am I going to be able to drive it? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and if you want legitimate reason, I'll just say, because I said so. Sure. That's the legitimate reason that I need. Um, well, it's so, not a GMC either, so oh God. we really care less. So the, people have a lot of reasons why they drive their brand of truck, right? I think that that happens a lot. Um, you either see a Chevy driver with the this guy in the back. Dude, yes. <laughs> pissing. Pe- pe- yes. Pissing on the Ford logo. Or the guy driving a Ford pissing on the Chevy logo. Yeah. You see it everywhere. Um, it, it seems that the it seems that like the big argument is between Chevy and Ford. Yeah. Um, you see on the TV commercials, seems that Chevy takes a lot more shots at Ford. Yep. I don't know, lately, it mm-hmm. seems that way, um, especially the where they're all carrying the tailgate. Have you seen that one where? Uh, no. It's basically a bunch of people are just walking, carrying a tailgate, and they're going in to trade it in for their brand new Chevy um, tailgate that's like got all these sick features, right? Okay. But anyway, that's beside the point. But they, they do back and forth. Yep. I would say that one of the reasons why people... Sorry, I'm getting my uh, hats all messed up. One of the reasons why people will drive a certain brand of truck is one because they're a motorhead and something about the engine, something about the way that it handles this or that about the actual performance of the truck is the reason why the longevity, whatever is the reason why they drive a certain truck. Yeah. And I've never been about performance. I've, I've just, um, so I drive a GMC. Well, so then I was going to say the second way too is um, I'll go first, then you'll go like why you drive okay. GMC. Yep. For me, I grew up in a family. This is like the second way is that your dad drove this brand and your grandpa drove this brand. And so your family is just a blank brand family. Yep. My grandpa, I don't know exactly how it all went down, but I know that he had part in a Ford dealership growing or when he was raising my dad, my dad, my uncles, they all drive Ford trucks. My brothers and I, we all now drive Ford trucks. Yep. That's just, that is the main reason why I get a Ford truck among other reasons that I like the way they look. Um, I like the interior, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. They've been, it's been reliable for me. Like I said, I got mine. It's got, I've had to, do some stuff to it, but I got 175,000 miles on it. So it's gone the distance. Yep. That is, I would say like a second reason why someone would drive a certain brand of truck is yours similar to that or. Yeah. Um, obviously like I didn't, none of my, uh, the older generations in my family, like grew up running dealerships or working at dealerships or anything like that. But my dad drove a Chevy um, and I, now again, we're not, I'm not an expert, but I feel like Chevy and GMC align very, very well with each other. Um, I do not go for performance. Um, I, so I drive a GMC. Um, I always, whenever I, 
whenever I'm trying to relate to people in truck talk, which I never can, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I drive a, a GMC, you know, a 6.2, 6.2 liter in it. And that's and where I it stops. Just, and then yeah. I kind of <laughs> just look around like that. But really the only like performance thing I know about my truck is that I have a 6.2 liter and that compared to the 5.3 liter is so much louder. And I actually really like that. Now, if you were like, gets the people going, it, it gets the people going. Now, if you were like, um, if I had to choose between like a 5'3 2017 and a 6'2 2012, I'd go with the 5'3 because that performance doesn't matter to me. I just like the the newer, better looking truck. Um, if I right. had the option, yep. So, so why did how did you end up with the GMC? Um, that was that was the truck that I was getting the best deal on right at that moment. So that would be a third point is money is the factor, right? Yep. Either the best deal, um, the best available at the certain dealership that they always get a car or yep. truck at. Now we have family friends that work at the Chevy dealership. Now my mom is also um, the office manager at the Chevy dealership. Yep. So that was obviously um, a pretty easy decision for me, but um, some of the best salesmen in town, own the Chevy dealership that my mom works for. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went with them. Um, I've never driven a Ford before. Um, I drove in high school, I drove a Dodge Durango. Now I would never get a Dodge pickup because unless I like custom built it myself, like, you know how you can go online and like build your own truck. I think now, <laughs> before you get it, I think everyone's done that. Oh yeah. You're thinking about getting a new truck and you go in and you pump every bell and whistle into that thing. You're like, oh, $70,000, not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I can maybe swing that payment. And you're yeah. like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Now, that's the only reason I would buy a Dodge is if I could get that truck that I designed online. Um, like I said, after the Dodge Durango, I drove a Chevy S10. Mm -hmm. um, S10? S10. Just a little guy. Yep, stick shift. Um, what color was it? Uh, like, a, like, a chrome, like a silver, like a silver whitish. Um, couple sandbags in the back, way down, way down the backside oh, yeah. during the winter. Oh yeah, you always see it. Um, and then I drove a uh, a Chevy, like a 1999 Chevy. And then I just a couple years ago I got a 2011 GMC. And nice. I like the look of Chevy GMC. Again, I'm not for performance. Um, I loved the look of the old Ford Her. I'm, I think it was called the Ford Heritage trucks. I think they stopped the Heritage. I think it's called the Heritage line in like 2011 yeah. or 12. Yeah, I remember that. I really like the look of those. Um, but I love the look of your truck. I just don't know if I would go buy a Ford. Yeah. It's I'm not like a oh my gosh, Miles, you're a Ford guy, like you must be But there are super. people out there who are like that. There are. And I would love to I would love to know the reason why. Mm -hmm. Um like why do you hate on Chevy drivers? Why do you hate, hate on GMC drivers? Why do you hate on Ford drivers? Um cuz there are some hardos out there. And a lot of them, I think, actually probably have good reasons. Absolutely. You know, Ford coming out with the aluminum body, um, making it a lot lighter. Um, mm -hmm. There were videos surfacing, like, you could take a knife and, like, puncture the side of the Ford, just, like, boom, just like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I know what you're saying. I remember People that. were, like, all up in arms about that. Um, now, is that a huge deal to me? No. But to some people, like... Well, I'm gonna be throwing a bunch of stuff in the back of my truck, so yeah. I don't want. Well, I remember one ad. On, I think it was probably a Chevy ad. They like dropped these like sharp, super heavy mm -hmm. boulders in the back, and like one pierced it, and one didn't. It's like, yep. well, 
part of that too, like the point hit the metal just right, whereas the other one, yeah, yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit like on. yeah. But back to like we were talking about your first car. So actually, my first ever car I got when I was I got my driver's license. I think I got my driver's license at fifteen. Okay, and I got it was my it was like the hand me down. My dad buy, bought this thing used. Yep, because like you said, it's. All he cared about was, was it going to start in the winter? And does it get you from point A <laughs> to, to point B? B. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. That's all it is. And uh, it actually had a V8 engine. It was a Dodge. So we both had okay. Dodge. It was yep. a Dodge Dakota Sport. So it wasn't nice. as small of a S- as a S10. Yep. But it was still a like pretty small truck compared yep. to like an F-150 or whatever. Same thing, sandbags in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the truck that we passed down throughout my brothers, right? My older brother drove it. I drove it. My younger brother drove it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it had a V8 in it. And it was like this thing we like to say, that thing was not pretty. It was like paint was chipping <laughs> off the side. Yep. The interior was all, it was bad. But that thing had some balls. Oh, yeah. what we like to say. Now, um, and it's just funny because it's like, yeah, just because we are a Ford family, like we still were like, well, this truck is the best available. So let's just take yeah. that for the budget we have or this and that. Um, I actually, that thing was sweet. I, I like that truck. You sold it off, huh? No, my younger brother. Well, we, uh, yeah, our family sold it. Okay. My younger brother drove for a while and then we yeah. sold it and we actually had a pretty good amount of money for, for what? I have balls, man. You have you balls. You don't find too many trucks that have balls on it. That was it. Was a hot commodity because it did have that V eight in it, and it was like, yeah, it was it was sweet. It and it started up no problem. It yeah. never died in the winter. So my the S ten that I drove was actually my dad's first car that he ever. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Yeah, he ever. I, it was either his. I'm pretty sure it was the first car he ever bought by himself, which mm-hmm. is at like. 18 years old. So yep. he, 19, I think it was 1988. My dad bought this Chevy S10. He, and he still has the photo of him at the dealership with the S10. I never did that with the, with the new one I got. <laughs> we might have to go back and do yeah. that. <laughs> so it was, it was super cool. Cause I, he drove that for years and then I got to drive it. And I still remember the day we sold it. Um, we sold it to a guy, uh, and this, at this time, I don't think Craigslist might have been very small, but I think it was just word of mouth at this point. Yep. But uh, a little town called Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Um, we sold the S10 uh, to a guy in Fergus Falls, and my dad was he was pretty tore up about it. He, he like la- like later he probably like had a couple whiskeys or something. Yeah, and I, just... I'm pretty sure he. Well, the whole ride home, he definitely regretted selling it. You know, you go over that uh, that that re- regret stage, and then because well, it was it was pretty old. Yeah, but so you got thing, a few thousand dollars for it. Not, no, I think he, I honestly think he got like 600 cash for it. Oh man, that's uh, tough. I know, and I think he regretted it the whole way home. Um, obviously, you go through that stage and then you're like, you, you know, you get something bigger and better and you, you, you get over it. But man, that little S10, that thing, and, and that's <laughs> how, and that's how you and him will refer to it for the rest of your life is. Man, that little S10. A little S10. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Like th- that Dodge really had balls. Yeah, and I think towards the end of it, it's life too. And um, 
I mean, this is just off topic. We're talking S10s now. Um, he, for some reason, he took the tailgate off of it because I think he just had a wood plank there. No, I had nothing. <laughs> um, so he used to throw my dog in the back and my dog would just ride back there from the old tailgate. I love that. Just like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of instances where Eddie would jump off the back and just have to stop and load him back in, but hey, Eddie, there was no room doing, for buddy? a dog. It was, you couldn't even, it was a tiny in there. Yeah. Um, oh, I still remember that thing. And that's where I learned to drive stick shift. You ever pick shift. up a date in that? No. Nope, that was the, my dating life started with the Dodge Durango. There you go. Well, that's when he really started getting chicks. Oh, yeah. That baby was, that thing was a hog. Yeah, chick magnet yep. is what they call that. Yep. Who knows? We uh, we might drive up to uh, uh, Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin in a little S10 with a big U-Motors trailer in the back. Should we, should we see if we can shop around for an S10 without a, without a uh, tailgate on it? <laughs> if if we if we came around that little S10, I'd buy it back for double. Wow. What if I did that and then drove it into my dad's Get driveway? It back to him. Oh my god! Would he melt? He would. Oh, let's get let's get a big. Oh. Hopefully he doesn't listen to us. He will. He <laughs> said he will or he <laughs> yeah, won't. Yeah, he will. Oh, okay. Um. No, yeah. that'd be that'd be interesting. That though. was a very open ended truck talk, but yeah, we covered all the bases. I think. Um, so if you drive a truck, tell us what brand, if you are a hardo about it, if you are <laughs> not a hardo, but you have a specific reason why you drive your truck, let us know. Um, and then we'll start. To, I think that, that concludes that segment. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the greatest day of spring that's ever been ever happened ever. Coming up. All right. We've been talking on the podcast a little bit. It's finally here. April 14th. Masters Sunday. And season eight Game of Thrones premiere. It's <laughs> it's really weird that we're finally here, Ryan, because it has been so long. Um have you ever watched Game of Thrones? I don't remember. Yeah, no, I've watched like the first um, like eight episodes. Okay. So we're going to now do a segment and don't give me the, I don't know, man. I don't know. I want you to tell me how you think Game of Thrones ends after watching eight episodes of Game of Thrones as a lead in to season eight premiere. So how I think season eight will end. Yeah, like even if you don't know any of the characters' names, just make something so up. So I think I think that someone, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, think yeah. both of someone, the dragons yeah. will die. Both of the three dragons. <laughs> there's three of them. There's three dragons, yes. Okay, so I thought there was only two. Well, you are technically right. If you have not seen the show and you still want to... We're going to talk some spoilers here, so maybe shut it down or go past it. But one of the dragons of the three does actually die, So they're, but then it's brought back to life. Okay. So technically, there's still three dragons. Okay. So, okay, so, so two I think of the, the dragons are going to die? I think the White Walkers will kill the dragons. Okay, that's and happened once already. They killed the dragon? Yep, one dragon. That's how it died. <laughs> Yeah, it came back to life because now it is a white walking dragon, basically. Wow. So you're basically George R.R. Martin here. So I hear a lot about this um, uh, red wedding. 
Okay. What about so, the Red Wedding? Well, I, I think that the White Walkers are going to uh, battle against Khaleesi's clan, her castle, whatever she whatever <laughs> she owned, <or laughs> whatever. So you think that Daenerys Targaryen of Daenerys of the House Targaryen, Stormborn, Breaker of Chains, the Unburnt. A bunch of other names. Khaleesi. Yep. You think that she is going to fight the Night King? The White Walkers. Who is a white, who is a White Walker? Who's the leader of the White Walkers? The Night King? Yeah. Okay. You're right. I'm, that's going to happen, Ryan. Okay. They are going to do that. So you're on the right track. Keep going. And how is that going to end? So that's has that already happened? They haven't fought. Wait, there's like a little battle, but like the real battle hasn't happened yet. Okay, so I didn't watch deep enough into it to even I know, know what just, the White Walkers are. Just keep so going. The fact that they they are people, well, people or they're dead. Okay, they're basically like zombies. So <clears throat> I think at the end of it, Khaleesi will die. Okay, she will become a White Walker. And then season nine will be about the. There's wa- no season nine. This is the know? last season. Well, yeah, they say that. No, like, it's it's this is literally it's. They said that Fargo. They said the the show Fargo season two, which is a great show actually, is the last season of Fargo, and others is season three. No, no, this is way they, different. They said Conor McGregor is retiring from the UFC and he's coming back to fight okay. again. So, <laughs> no, it's never gonna happen, Ryan. <laughs> so she dies, becomes a White Walker. Yes. What about the rest of the people? Well, the reason I <laughs> the reason I don't watch Game of Thrones is because there's way too many people involved. Do you know any other character's name other than White Tyrion? War? Tyrion, yeah, yep. the the the, the, uh, the dwarf. Midget. Yeah, the dwarf. Yeah. What's gonna happen to him? So, well, he's gonna die. He's just gonna die because one thing I learned about Game of Thrones is you can't get attached to any character. Because they're just going to die the next episode or season. You're right. So I don't even know what what village or... What. So how is like, what is going to be the resolution of the entire show? What's going to happen? Well, I think the route I'm going down, there's no, there has to be a season nine. Otherwise, <laughs> I have to pick a different route as to what's going to happen at the end. So the Night King wins then is what you're saying? Yes. Because, yes. All right. You, there you have it from someone who's only seen eight episodes a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. A while ago, eight episodes. Three years ago. Three years ago. So it's super fresh in his brain. He's yep. only seen eight episodes. Ryan, the t-shirt guy, is predicting <laughs> that Daenerys Targaryen will become a White Walker and Tyrion Lannister will die. Yep. He has no idea what's going to happen to the rest of them, but all he knows <laughs> is that the Night King will win. Yeah, I think that's that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> if, you act, if that something actually came through, oh my god! Yeah, um, I would brag about that. I don't even want to offer up my thing because I haven't decided yet. Is so that you've been that thinking crazy? about it? I've been thinking about it on an unhealthy level. So <laughs> I have. I will like lay awake at night and be like, "What does the Night King want? What is he coming for? What so, does he want?" Okay, like I said, they're eight episodes in. I don't even. I thought the White Walkers were just like these, like um, they're no, like they're ghosts. Real. They're real. Okay, so 
I think what we should do is we should maybe do a, like a live stream podcast of watching Game of Thrones. Like Joe Rogan does the yeah, MMA but, shows. So here's the thing. This is way too <laughs> important to me to be doing content with it. And like, I, cause I've thought about, I'm like thought about even like doing Facebook live, my reaction to this show. It means and that I don't much even want to do that because I just, I don't even want that. I just want to be able to be totally emerged in, I, I might. Well, we don't even, here's the joy of this. We don't even need to ha- do a, we, we should just be on air and that will be, it'll be the reaction podcast. Well, so maybe we should do it like immediately after it's done or something. Okay. We could do that, but I, I would love to see, I would love for the people to see how you My are reaction, yeah. when you're watching Game of Thrones. Like, like I said, I, I, on an unhealthy level, I watch YouTube theories. Oh my God. I'm constantly being like, okay, I remember this character. I need to know more about him. And I'll just like Google him on the, the fan sites and figure out his history and this and that. Who's the creator of Game of Thrones? George R.R. R. Martin. What what was his uh, past life? What did, like? He's just a writer. So he wrote, it's based off of the book, the song, The Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. Um, ice being the you know the the dragons are fire. Yep, the Night King, the White Walks are ice. Kind of that play on, and you see that throughout the whole thing. Not to get too nerdy, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I will. I have told my friends who I will be watching this with, who are also intense about this show, that. I will have my own my theory of what I think it's going to end before season eight starts, so that I can see if I'm right or not. Um, but I still, it's like what six, seven days away, or six days, five days away, five, six days away, um, and I still haven't completely formulated what I think is going to happen. Have you done this before another season? Like before season seven, did you formulate a theory? No. So, so this season is, eight is hyped. This is this is hype city for me. Um, I'm excited. I if you, I haven't seen much talk about it with the fans, so I don't know how many fans we have as Game of Thrones fans. So like, that's why we haven't done much content with it. But uh, man, I'm excited. I uh, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I'm glad that we got your prediction, Ryan. Uh, the I'll king in the it. castle or whatever his name is is gonna win. The kid in the castle? King in the castle. King in the castle. <laughs> no, the king in the castle. Yeah, no, the king. Which king? The night king or whatever. You, okay, yeah. Was it was his name? The night king's gonna win. Is that the name? So that's the guy who is okay, the king so I, of the White Walkers. Okay, the Night King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh I'll spark note it. I'll, just go I'll, read the synopsis I'll, of each I'll, I'll uh, spark notes. So each okay, episode. so there's seven ep- seven seasons right now. How many episodes in each season? Ten up until last season. There was only seven, but the episodes were longer, so it ended up being about the same amount of hours. So um, and this season's only six episodes, but like ooh. some of the episodes are like upwards to like an hour and a half long. So there's like in the first seven season there's there's like seventy hours, correct? Wow. Yeah. 
So I would love to watch it, man. And maybe I should start, but I just, I, uh, you should have enough time between now and Sunday. It's only <laughs> Tuesday. I think I would have to take a, f- I would have to take the full week of work off and watch a, I'd have to work. I'd have to watch over a season a day. Yeah. It's just not possible, man. Well, it is. I mean, but- it is possible. But man, you have that much PTO backed up for Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, there you I go. would walk into this place like, I did it. <laughs> I watched it all. <laughs> so be looking for our for my reaction somewhere on social media. It might just be on the stories of Instagram, Facebook. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll do a live tweet thread too, something like that. I'll, I'll do something. I would but, love uh, to live podcast it because I know nothing about it. So <laughs> you'd be like. What the hell just happened? What is that? Hey, Miles. So that would, that actually would be it very would frustrating for me. I, know it would. Uh, I would hate it. That's why we're well, not doing it right. It's like that person who watches a movie that isn't paying attention. They're like, "Wait, what is what just happened? Or who's that person? What what do they exactly do?" Or the most annoying thing in movies. Yeah, that's why we're not doing it, Ryan. Well, so guys, we should do a post uh, a post Game of Thrones podcast. Maybe even like just like a 20 minute or that we yeah. just post up on Monday. So it's on HBO, right? Yep. Maybe I should just watch, watch episode, episode one of season eight <laughs> and then we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I just want to say thanks one more time to our sponsors, U Motors, um, for hooking us up with a trailer. They have boats, they have all sorts of toys, motorcycles, you name it. Um, they're in Fargo, North Dakota and Pelican, Pelican Lake, Minnesota. Sorry. And then also the showboat saloon dollar bush lights on Wednesdays, live bands, everything you could ever want. We'll be there on April 27th for the first ever. You betcha bar takeover. Close her out, Ryan. Yeah, guys, we uh, just concluded episode 14. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. The bar takeovers are going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we now have a trailer to put everything in. Um, so if you see uh, a nice Ford F-150 in a, a big old U-Motors trailer driving driving down the interstate, you, know where, we're, you know where we're going. Um, Ryan's probably in the back in the trailer, not in the cab. Either in the trailer or I'll be uh, strapped to the hood. <laughs> So guys, go follow us on social media at O-U-Betcha. That's at O-H-H-U-Betcha. I am also on social media at Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And then we're still wrangling up the best ranch in the Midwest in which we will be wrangling the Showboat Saloon Ranch on April 27th. Well, not the actual, we'll do a ranch wrangler there, but it won't actually be the ranch wrangler. Okay, so ring. We'll, be do, we'll be doing a ranch wrangler at Showboat Saloon. It'll be Saloon, actually so. like a store-bought ranch because yep. we've had a lot of requests for that, but... Uh, so we're still in the game. We're still looking for it um, at Ranch Wrangler. Episode 14 is in the books. The t-shirts and sweatshirts will be on your way. We're about to get hot, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> we are almost hot, baby. <laughs> those will be getting printed up real soon. I'm going to get those out to you guys, guys as soon as possible. Um, I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And I am Miles, the you betcha guy. May your ranch always be runny. May your bush lattes forever be cold. Cheers, Ryan. Oh, my God, that's cold.
ಪ್ಯಾಚ್ ಅಯ್ಯಾ 